how have you been today very good i was reading your book and i came across a couple of lines that i thought i would want to touch on today and lead the conversation from there we spoke about personal branding in the last episode and you call personal branding the conscious decision of taking an active role in steering your wheel and also managing its direction correct while i understand you need to be the captain of your own ship what is your reason to stress so heavily on being and developing your personal brand so as far as i think as i mentioned last time and i'm going to repeat this that you own your name you are who you are because of your name and over a period of the next 20 30 years you will be remembered by your name we make lots of mistakes i have made lots of mistakes in my last 40 years of working which have uh, stayed with me sometimes i've had to pay the price for having made mistakes and i often thought that if there was someone who had advised me correctly when i was uh, starting off my career i may not have made those mistakes at least uh, the good thing at my time was that there wasn't such an incredible amount of record that's available but in today's digital world everything you say or do is recorded and it's out there no matter how hard you try and delete it from your device so we all have to be very very conscious of what we are saying what we are doing and we have to keep on doing the right thing because that's what keeps getting added on to our name so would you deem it to be the most important ingredient i would say it is the single most important ingredient in your career whatever you wanting to do whether you want to be in the professional world whether you want to be in the corporate world whether you want to be an entrepreneur it is absolutely important to make sure that when you send in your visiting card when people see your name they start recognizing you and respecting you because of who you are like you talk about social media and how everything is out there forever we live in an age especially you know when people are in their 20s 30s or people who are born in the social media with phones and fancier technology everybody has an urge to upload a photo or anything that takes about 100 retakes and everything is airbrushed and retouched to fit into this perfect image of things and uh, grand scheme of things it it becomes really hard to maintain some kind of authenticity while at it so what would you think is some important measures or things that you can do to maintain your authenticity and never lose sight of it so i think it's important to understand that when you do a photo shoot you have the possibility of doing many retakes and as you very correctly said you airbrush it or you photoshop it or you improve the image that yeah. you want to finally upload but i think the stark reality in life is that there are no retakes no you you know what you say and what you do keeps going uh, into your so called life's balance and remember that the most perishable commodity that we all have to live with is time every hour that you lose is not going to be reinvented or cannot be recovered so therefore it becomes very important for you to do what is right when it comes to your professional life what you do in the social media is a communication that you're making to your friends and by all means do what is absolutely right in terms of putting the right images out but life is much more than images and therefore reality has to be more in touch with what you are who you are how credible you are and how you are seen by your friends Okay here is an example if uh, there is someone who is very opinionated like most of the people are today and has a very different personality on social media than their say personality in the corporate setup if they're working in a corporate environment 
Do you think that that clashes? Do you think that you need to be very mindful of what you put on social media considering you have some kind of a background in corporate? You have a job to go back to, you have people to answer. Do you think that you have to be very mindful about? You do and I'll take you to an old quote. You can fool some people for some time. You can fool all people for some time. Uh, but you cannot fool all people all, all the, the time. time. And in your professional world, you will get caught out if you continue to be a facade of yourself. You will not be able to consistently give the right message if you are consistent. You know, if you're continuously redoing something or representing something because. At some stage in your life, sooner than later, your authentic self will come out. And if it is not something which the other people have experienced you as, then there will be serious disappointment. Talking about disappointments, I think uh, a lot of people who start up today or, you know, are trying to be entrepreneurs or trying to, you know, push the limit or push the envelope are very scared because of all the things that can go wrong. And I think that discourages you from taking that chance or making a jump for it. Obviously, what would you say if I had to list it down, if you had to list down some of the most important things that you can keep in mind that go in line with what you want to do and achieve in the entrepreneurial world. What would you say those are? I remember you mentioning some four C's in your book. Would you like to elaborate on that? Okay. Let me start by talking about what you mentioned about risk taking. And again, I love the old adages. A turtle does not make progress till he sticks his neck out. Right. Yeah. right? He's sitting inside his shell. Nothing much can happen Absolutely. except keep sitting there. We all have to take risks. We all have to keep moving ahead. We all need to express ourselves. And if we don't uh, do that, then we'll be sitting exactly where we are. And all of us are ambitious. Mm -hmm. All of us want to move ahead in life. And therefore, you speak about the four C's from my book. Let's talk about these four C's. First one is consistency. If I am talking to you and we are colleagues, there's a certain expectation you have from me in terms of how I work, how I talk to you, how we interact with one another at the workplace. And I cannot be inconsistent repeatedly because there is a certain expectation that you have from me. And uh, somewhere I remember in my book, I've also spoken about President Trump who had made an art of being inconsistent. And I admire the man because he is very consistent in being inconsistent. So nobody can figure out what he's going to say next. But that's something he has developed. And that is part of his personality and part of brand Trump. The second thing you need to be is credible. And I'm sure you will know so many friends of yours where if you trust the individual, if the individual is, comes across as being honest and credible, then you will love to interact with the individual, work with the individual. But if you are not sure with that individual or if I am not credible enough, then you will not take uh, too much time before turning away from me. Or be hesitant to even approach hesitant, you. Absolutely. So confidence uh, is a very important part of personal branding. Think of the time when someone has come to you to ask you something and the person is hesitating and his hands are shaking. Nervous. Eat nervous, eating up all his or her words while trying to communicate with you. And you know, you wonder what, what am I going to do? I mean, I can't uh, possibly work with this individual. And yet, when you go for an interview, if you are confident and if you know that you will be able to communicate well, then you can actually direct the questions that you want your interviewer to ask you by leading them on to thinking that you know various things and therefore drop a few words at a particular time and the interviewer will pick up those words and keep questioning you. So that is where I mean confidence, confidence is important for you. Okay. And the fourth one you spoke about was connected. We all live in a very connected world and uh, it is important for us to remain connected. I know so many people who have decided that they don't wish to communicate with anyone else. They don't wish to remain connected. 
And a very interesting story is of the famous inventor Howard Hughes, who is a legend at one stage. He used to own more than two-thirds of the Las Vegas Strip. And yet in his last few days, what he did was he went and isolated himself in the top floor of a hotel because he got paranoid about the rest of the world. He disconnected himself from everybody. Yeah. Now, because he was a legendary individual like Hughes, people still remained connected with him. Yeah. But if we become isolationist and we cut ourselves off from the society, then what happens the to brand new? Yeah, Nobody has time to keep on reaching out to you. And we've seen that in families, we see that with friends. Yeah. I may keep reaching out to you for a period of time and yeah. after some time turn around and say, Ashwara doesn't want to meet me. Yeah. And that's the end of the discussion. While cultivating, as you spoke about connection, when you want to focus something solely, supposedly it's brand new and you want to take it forward, you want to give it all your attention, it becomes very hard to somehow integrate the rest of your life into it. You also mentioned that it's very important to have support and then also be supportive when you're trying to cultivate your own legacy. What, what do you mean by support and how do you manage several aspects of your life and integrate it seamlessly? Okay, so let's first talk legacy. Legacy is not something that you will be able to create overnight. It's an investment that all of us will keep making in ourselves throughout our life. And at each stage of our life, the legacy will keep changing entirely based on what kind of inputs you are giving to yourself. And remember that any of the inputs that we give to ourselves is dependent on the communities that we live in. So there can be multiple facilities. Let me talk about myself. I live in a housing colony. So therefore, I have to remain connected with the people who are my friends and family in this complex. In this complex. I have a social network of friends. Yes. I have to remain connected with all of them. I work in a certain area. I have to remain connected with them. With them. I'm a citizen of the country. I have to remain connected with them. Yeah. I sit on boards of companies. I have to remain. And in each one of them, there is a lot of mutuality between what I give and what I receive. And this is the support that I keep talking about. That if I'm doing some work with you on this interview today, I have to keep on supporting what you are asking me. And at the same time, keep expecting you to support me when I answer. And also, if I falter in my questions, questions. then I am uh, looking for support for you to be able to bail me out. So how do you integrate that? Supposing there's an individual who's come up with an idea and has all the funds necessary, has everything in place and wants to go with it. He wants to take a leap of faith and just dive in. And as a person, you also have, like you said, there are all these communities that also expect you to be active with them or in their usual proceedings. How would you integrate that? They would also want to take a part of your time when you want to give that time to your entrepreneurial idea. So how do you strike that balance? So as far as time is concerned, I think personally, it is the state of the mind. I don't ever remember saying to anyone that I don't have the time to meet you, right? It's a question of being able to manage your time and make sure that you have space for everybody who wants to reach out. Of course, you have to be ruthless about a few things, which is that if someone is repeatedly wasting your time, then you've got to be able to tell that individual enough is enough. Second, I don't have the word tired in my dictionary. I don't think I've ever told anybody that I'm tired. But I do believe that it's a complete factor of how you interact with individuals and how you want to be able to say whether you have time. For your young entrepreneur who's raised all the money and has uh, several demands on his time, I think uh, the individual has to first learn how to balance the time um, because prioritization is important. And uh, once they manage to prioritize their time, they will have enough to say and do for everybody who is reaching out to them and yet not uh, defocus from their own entrepreneurial journey. 
you think that's possible absolutely possible yeah. we also were talking about in our last episode about personal brand and i remember touching on authenticity at that point in time you mentioned in your book that you know you have to be authentic because that is how your brand would stand out Correct. but then you also have to make sure that it stands out how do you be yourself and then be different all at once there are fine lines between being yourself and being different being yourself means brand you which is to say that i am so and so and i am this individual being different means not following the pack so if 20 of your friends are heading in one direction in their careers and you don't want to follow them because that's not how your mind is advising you then you must have the courage of conviction to say that i will be different and i will walk away and do what is good for me yeah. in that process you may be taking a few risks yeah but uh, at least you're doing what your heart wants you to do and i have also often believed that whenever i followed my heart based on logical thinking from my mind then uh, i have generally succeeded where i have uh, simply gone with the flow i have ended up being miserable and then telling myself why the hell did i do it so you need to be conformist at sometimes yeah you need to be different at sometimes yeah but the underlying philosophy must always be that you have to be yourself you have to be authentic it's like uh, when someone tells me that i'm wearing a fake watch i've often told them that you're wearing a fake watch for whom uh, to tell the world that you've got uh, a fancy watch which is fake yeah. or is it to convince yourself because in your own heart you know that it's, that fake. it's fake you don't want to present brand you as being fake at any time well, it has to be authentic you funny thing you mentioned uh, go with the flow when you founded garden pharmacy in india did you find yourself going with the flow at any point in your journey oh i i think i uh, swam against the flow yeah <laughs> you know when we were starting off guardian chains didn't exist in india and there were a whole lot of uh, challenges that we faced as an organized chain but an interesting one i remember was when we had opened one of the largest pharmacies in in varanasi in the sarsundarlal hospital it was a pharmacy that used to handle 2500 patients a day just outside banaras hospital there is the largest market of chemists and uh, when we started guardian the entire market went on strike for 3 days the entire market was shut down my effigy was burnt in the middle of the square just outside bhu and uh, a lot of my colleagues told me that it's unsafe for me to go and uh, visit varanasi and i yeah. said nonsense i mean you know i am a citizen of this country i have every right to do what i want to do i am not doing anything illegal but what i'm trying to do is to change the paradigm in which medicines are being sold in this sure. country so yes i did uh, face a lot of opposition but uh, i always told myself and all my colleagues that as long as we are doing the right thing nobody can stop us i think we're going to sum it up here but there is one thing that i think i want to ask you on my behalf and i'm sure many others i was reading a chapter perception versus reality and a lot of it has like you said about fine lines a lot of it deals with the fineness of things how it's real but you also want them to perceive to be something while you're not trying to be fake or portray or be a first copy of anything mm. what would your advice be to somebody who is going to an interview today and it's probably his first job and uh, wants to land that interview what would you think would be some things that can help him portray a certain perception that helps him land that job so let me answer your question with a personal example 40 years ago i'd gone for my mba interview to jamnalal bajaj and after clearing the written and all that we had a what's called a group discussion yeah i don't know if we have group discussions these days <laughs> do, do. but uh, there was this group discussion where out of 10 people nine were engineers and uh, i was 
a become honors yeah. student and topic of the discussion was very provocative it was that arts and commerce students make better ceos as compared to engineers so remember nine engineers and me as the only arts and commerce <laughs> student so i had to do some very quick thinking yeah. because all these engineers rolled up their sleeves and said we'll go after this guy yeah so i had to take the middle path at that particular point so mm-hmm. while they kept on hammering at me to say that you know engineers will make the best ceos yeah. i kept taking the single position that at the level of the ceo it doesn't matter yeah you're already the whether CEO. you're an engineer or whether you're an arts and commerce student yeah and i think for those 45 minutes the only thing i drove home was that it does not matter yeah and uh, interestingly i was the only person who made it you know what when i to answer your question of perception versus reality perception is a very very important part of any interaction the moment i meet another individual mm. or someone meets me very quickly they establish or they benchmark me and in today's world you will probably say oh uh, ashwarya is an ios person yeah. and uh, someone else is an android, android person, person right or oh this person shoes are very nice so yeah. this person's hair is very nice yeah. so this person is dressing well yeah you know this person is very flashy so is the perceptions that you talk about which first establish an outline the outline of who you are being seen as yes and then the colors start getting filled in with what's the real you So I think that is where the difference comes between perception and reality. Reality. So what would your advice to be to the interviewer? When someone goes for an interview, be authentic. Talk about all your achievements. Don't bullshit. There's so much that we all have in our lives. Mm. We don't have to try and present something that we are not. Okay. Because the moment you try and present something you are not, you will get caught out. Where I have seen so many young people falter in interviews is that they miss presenting who they are. And the reason they do it is because they haven't prepared enough for the mm. interview. but if you're going for your first job you've got enough to talk about your educational background about your extracurricular activities about your sports activities about dramatics and so many other things that you may be involved so be yourself talk about yourself thank you for listening to the brand called you podcast be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation access show notes and discover fantastic bonus content You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Simply search for the brand called you. Thank you and see you next week.